No matter what the situation, no matter what the mistake, no matter what the failing, no matter your brokenness, he's there. He promises to be there. He promises to be faithful, to pick up all the pieces, to collect your tears in a bottle and wash you with them and bring restoration into your life. So hold on, my friend. Hope is just a prayer away. So never give up. Never give in. Dare to believe. One more time. Because he's faithful. Hang in there, my friend. Your blessings just ahead. You might not see it. You might not feel it, but all you got to do is know that if God is in front of you, the blessing is right there. So reach out. Reach out to Him. Because in Him, everything you're looking for is right in the center of His heart. And all you got to do is run into the center of it and let Him surround you with His goodness and his grace, and his mercy. He just keeps pouring it out fresh every day, waiting for you to receive it. So walk with open hands. Be willing to receive. No, you don't deserve it. None of us do. But that's why Jesus came. To bridge the gap between you and God and give you everything you don't deserve. His love, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his blessings, all of your dreams come true. It's not about you. It's about what he wants to do in you to glorify himself. Yeah, he wants to show off. He wants to use you and to show out, to show the world who he is in your life. So have faith. Open your hands. Open your heart. Be open. Believe. Know that his love overcomes everything in your life. So stand fast and trust him. Trust him to bring you through whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. Because he's faithful, my friend. I know. I'm a living witness. You can be too. Hello, I'm Michelle McKinney-Hammond and welcome to Life Talk. We've been talking about how to make your life work or how to build the life that you want to live in. And so we've been talking about the different pillars that it takes to make your house or your life strong and hold it up in the right way. To support all the other things that you want to add into your life. We've talked about faith. We've talked about health. And today we want to look at your profession. You see, your profession is an expression of your purpose, which we discussed before. This one area can create utter misery or genuine bliss. Many people hate to wake up in the morning because they hate going to work. I've been there, done that, and will never visit that country again. I have enough memories of bleak scenes of a job that I did not like that I was not created to do, and that was finally my undoing. 
Remember, you will never be excellent at what you do not love, and you cannot love doing what you were not created to do. This is why it's crucial to your existence to locate your gifts. Then find your call and profession within the things that feed you and give you life and joy. There is nothing worse than doing a job that drains the life from you. Your work is supposed to feed you, not just financially, but emotionally and spiritually as well. Jesus knew what his assignment was on earth, what he was built to do to spread the good news of reconciliation between God and man. He spent all of his time walking and talking with people about this one thing. Many thought he would make a great politician, but he stayed in his God-given lane, doing what he loved, touching the needy and the broken. Jesus wasn't interested in those who thought they had it all together, and he didn't allow himself to be distracted by them. He didn't make himself miserable arguing with them, thereby cutting down his productivity. He focused on those who were hungry for truth and fed them life-giving secrets. I'm sure that when he laid his head down at night, he went to sleep with a sigh not only of contentment, but fulfillment. After all, he had spent the entire day doing the thing he loved most, reaching the lost, setting the captive free. A perfect example of this is a story found in John 4 when he met a certain woman at a well in Samaria. The conversation they had that day revolutionized that woman's life and was the catalyst for her evangelizing an entire city. Many came to the saving knowledge of Christ because of the testimony of her encounter that day. Meanwhile, Jesus' disciples had left him in search of food. Upon their return, they urged him to refresh himself and eat something. But he told them, I have food that you do not know of. In other words, what had taken place that afternoon had been so nourishing to his soul. He was so full from the experience, he didn't need natural food to satisfy him at that moment. The disciples didn't get it. He explained, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Whose work? The work of his father the one who created all of us. As sons and daughters of God, we are called to imitate Christ. That's where the word Christian comes from. Little Christ or Christ follower. And continue the work of God on earth. We are to finish what he started, which is to be fruitful and productive in whatever field we find ourselves in. As you strive to complete the work placed in your hands, you should find delight and fulfillment in it. If you're an administrator, you should be thriving on the details of your work, flourishing as you supervise others with grace and authority. If you're an artist, your creativity, the things God has placed within you to express, should surprise you. No matter what your profession, it should reveal your strength to you, as well as your weaknesses, the areas that you could use improvement and refining in. All of this is how we bless others and glorify God as we grow into a greater reflection of His creative power. Understanding that we are literally the extension of God's arms to the world is huge. Our inherent talents or gifts actually make up the expression of His care for those on earth. Whether you're a receptionist, stay-at-home mom, doctor, lawyer, painter, janitor, singer, or fireman, how you live your life and express what God has placed in you will speak volumes about you and the God you serve. So make Him look good. Find the profession for which He created you and thrive in it. Many opt out of what God created them for because they can't figure out how to sustain themselves financially doing what they love. Here is where you must confer with the master architect. 
to get the full details of your personal design. Some like to cook. Perhaps they should consider becoming chefs, caterers, or food stylists for television commercials and shows. Some people like to shop. Do you know how much money personal shoppers make? There are lots of unique professions. Don't be afraid to find out what really gives you and God pleasure. When there is a will, there is a way to do what sets your heart on fire and make a living at the same time. This is what entrepreneurship is all about, creative ways to make a profession out of what you love doing. If I've struck a chord with you and you're wondering how to get from where you are to where you want to be, consider a realistic transition. Perhaps while you're on that practical job you must have in order to eat and pay the mortgage, you can begin your own business on the side. Then, when the demand for your talent rises to the point you can pay your bills by using your gift full-time, you can make the transition. Note, this is a very general approach to being in business for yourself. When I wrote my first book, I was still working, freelancing as a writer of commercials. I did this for several years until my book royalties and speaking engagements accrued to what was enough to sustain me financially. The turning point for me was when I asked God if he really wanted me to write and speak full-time, and if he did, to make a way for me to transition out of advertising. Shortly after that, I landed a job doing a voiceover for an extra gum television commercial. This commercial ran and ran, and the residuals made it possible for me to phase out of my advertising work and concentrate fully on doing what I truly love empowering men and women to live, love, and overcome in their everyday lives. I have never looked back. Every day I'm elated and a bit in awe of the fact that someone has been helped by what I have to offer. I have to say, at the end of the day, what I do feels like a big box of goodies that God gave me to enjoy. Yes, your profession should be a pillar that supports you financially, but also emotionally and spiritually. If you don't feel great about the work you do, It's time to find something new, something more in keeping with what God made you for. If you're not enjoying yourself, the quality of your work is slipping. I can tell you this from experience. And you may not be the only one who's miserable. Your employer is probably just as, if not more, miserable than you. End the torture for both of you. If you long in your heart of hearts to be somewhere else doing something else, own that fact. Consult the master architect for building instructions and find a profession that fits your gift and go for it. By now you must be saying, that is just the problem, Michelle. I don't know what my gifts are. Let me help you with that. I say it in practically every book I've ever written. Your gift is a thing that everyone around you celebrates, but you take for granted because it comes so easily to you. That's why it's called a gift. Everyone can't do it the way you do it. It's something you love doing. It's how you express yourself. This is the thing that you'll be excellent at, and it will be your entree into where you really want to go. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Great men are always willing to applaud and pay for excellence. A hint to your profession is what gets a rise out of you. What makes you excited or even angry? What makes you put your hand on your hip and say somebody ought to do something about that? That somebody is probably you. If you have the burden, God will give you the solution, and your passion for the matter will fuel your drive to address that specific need. This is the secret to your purpose and your success. Success will give you joy, 
Nothing is more delightful than being able to make a living doing what you love. It almost feels criminal, as if it shouldn't be possible to have such a great time in life. Now take that gift and use it. Channel what it has to offer to bless others and prosper yourself. When a gift is used to benefit more than the recipient in the form of your profession, life works for everyone. That is called living a life worthy of your calling. Consider Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., those called to practice law, medicine, or even write a book. Their passions became their profession. Passion must be honed, harnessed, and refined with knowledge, understanding, and compassion to work as they should. When this occurs, you build a beautiful house or life that works to better the lives of countless others. Let me leave you with this construction tip. In order to bolster your profession pillar, utilize your gifts and passions. Place them appropriately and they will work for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love to address whatever is on your mind on a broadcast. So why not email me at lifetalkmmh at gmail.com. Oh, and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Michelle McKinney Hammond. Like my fan page on Facebook at Michelle McKinney Hammond. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at McKinney Hammond for even more inspiration. For your goodness and your grace and the wonders of your ways and the miracles you constantly amaze.